Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message, and again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. ...with me to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews in chapter number 10, Hebrews chapter number 10, over the past several months, we had gone through the book of 1 Corinthians looking at our unity as a church, on how we as a church can be unified, and just different questions that the uh, church of Corinth had during that time. Um, and you know that the house of Chloe came up and said, hey, there's something not right here in the church of Corinth. And so we went through the entirety of the book of 1 Corinthians, finishing up last week, about how we can be unified as a church. And I think one thing that we've got to touch on here, if we're going to be unified as a body of believers, we have to understand what the local church is. What the local church is and why it is important. And we see here in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, it tells us a little bit on why the local church is important. And why things like Sunday evenings, as well as the Sunday mornings and the Wednesday nights and all the things that we have, it allows us as the body of believers to come together and be an encouragement to each other. And we read here in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Pay attention here, I'm sure you know this one. Verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. We're going to go ahead and pray, and we'll just hit a few points this evening. Amen? Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we just give you praise for uh, this day that you've given to us to come here to your house. Uh, We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings that you've given to us, Lord, and this local body of believers. Lord, I pray that uh, this evening that you just allow us to be strengthened and just allow us to uh, remember why we're here, Lord, and why we do what we do. And Father, I give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I have our church constitution up here, and uh, there's a portion of it that uh, defines who we are as a church. It's in the front of our hymnals. Uh, If you want to read along with me, you're more than welcome to. It's the BRBC, Bailey Road Baptist Church Covenant. Now, there's a reason why I read the Scripture first. Because we have to remember as Baptists and as Bible believers that the Bible is our sole authority and our final authority in all matters of faith and practice. This church covenant is what binds us together as a local church. And it says what we believe will follow what we believe if you read the Articles of Faith and then the Constitution on how we function as a church, but this covenant is what we as believers of Bailey Road Baptist Church promise to uphold together. And it says, just real quick, starting, uh, there's no verses here, I almost started, it said starting in verse number one, uh, that first paragraph, having been led as we believe by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and on the profession of faith, having been baptized into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we do now in the presence of God, angels, and the assembly most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. We engage, therefore, by the aid of the Holy Spirit to walk together in Christian love, 
to strive for the advancement of this church in knowledge, holiness, and comfort, to promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, and doctrines, to contribute cheerfully and regularly to support the ministry, the expenses of the church, the relief of the poor, and the spread of the gospel through all the nations. We also engage to maintain family and secret devotions, to religiously educate our children, to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances, to walk circumspectly in the world, to be just in our dealings, faithful in our engagements, and exemplary in our deportment, to avoid all tattling, backbiting, and excessive anger, to abstain from the sale and use of intoxicating drinks as a beverage, and to be zealous in the efforts to advance the kingdom of our Savior. We further engage to watch over one another in brotherly love, to remember each other in prayer, to aid each other in sickness and distress, to cultivate Christian sympathy and feeling, and in courtesy and speech, to be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. And we moreover engage that when we remove from this place, we will, as soon as possible, unite with some other church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant in the principles of God's word. Now, the covenant of the church, like I said Uh, before we read it, no, this isn't scripture. This is not divinely inspired. But it's based on what we believe from scripture and how we as a church should act with one another. And how we as a church come together and how we as a church care for one another. That was my last point this morning. If we're going to move forward together as a church, we need to care for one another. And I read just a moment ago in Hebrews one of the greatest things for us to do, to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. There's an importance to exhorting one another, to being an encouragement to one another, to teaching one another. There's an importance of the local church. And why is it important? Why is the local church important? Why do we put so much an emphasis on the local church? It's because I see that the Bible puts an emphasis on the local church. Paul, the vast majority of his epistles were written to local churches and designed to help those local churches as they grow and as they deal with issues like we saw in 1 Corinthians and how they deal with the world. The Bible puts an emphasis on the local church. And first and foremost, we see this evening uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 6, I'm not going to stay in Hebrews here, but we see in 1 Corinthians chapter number 6 in verse 20, we know that the church is important for the simple fact that Christ died for it. That Christ died for it. And it says in verse number 20, For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Now we know that we as the body, we as the individual members of this local church and of, if you can say the universal church, if you will, Christ died for us. He died so we would be saved. He died so we can know, uh, we can know what sal- or what eternity is. Uh, and we know that, yeah, we're just going to move on from there. But the church, on that first point, subpoint letter A, I guess if you can say it that way, is that we know that the church is his body. 
We know that the church is his body. We know that each and every one of us, and I'm not going to go into detail here on this one because we just spent weeks upon weeks upon weeks studying out this topic. If you want to go back, you can go back and re-listen to those online if you would like, or if you need them, I can get them for you on, on DVD or something for you if you would want to go back and re-listen. But we're his body. We are a part of, of him. We as the local church all have a role to play. But not only that, if we want to flip on over to Ephesians in chapter number 5, we see, uh, let's go the right way here. We see in Ephesians chapter number 5 that Christ, that the Apostle Paul writing to the church of Ephesus compares the church and shows a similarity of a husband or a wife and Christ being the husband, that we are the bride of Christ. In verse number 20 of Ephesians uh, chapter number 5, it says, no, that's not right. Yes, it is. Starting in verse number 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in fear. Wives, submit unto your husbands as to your own husbands, as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and the Savior of the body. Now, I'm not going to preach this evening on you know marriage or anything like that. I'm not married. I don't feel at this point in my life that I'm qualified to preach on that um, for, in a practical sense. However, that we do see this, this uh, example here that Paul is giving. He's saying, hey, he's, he's telling uh, how the home is to be run. He's talking about husbands and wives and children and how everyone is supposed to act in the, in the, in the places there. And, and then he says here, even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body, compares the, uh, Christ to the husband of the home, that we know that it's the husband's role to protect we know it's the husband's role to provide. We know it's the husband's role to uh, lead and to guide and to teach his family. And that's important to Christ, that he treats us just the same. If I can say it this way, one thing that has stuck with me, Christ has promised to return for his bride as a husband promises to return to his wife. And so we see that it's important because Christ died for His church. This is Christ's church. It's not Trevor Ulrich's church. Oftentimes we like to define this as, this is my church. We see signs that say, I love my church. And it's okay, we can claim this. But we need to remember that we're not the ones who purchased it. God did. With His own blood. With His own Blood, he purchased this church and died for this church. If we're going to have unity in the local church, we have to remember that the body of Christ is important because Christ died for it. Christ died for us. There's, I don't, I don't know if there's anything more uh, important in this message than that. I want to make it very clear there that Christ died for this church. Moving on to point number two. Like I said, we're going quick tonight. We're going real quick. Point number two. The Holy Spirit empowers it. The Holy Spirit empowers the church. 
In Acts chapter number 2, Acts chapter number 2, we see in Pentecost a great movement. Christ in Acts chapter number 1 promised the apostles that the Holy Spirit would come and would empower the church. And in chapter number 2, in verse number 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as rush as a rushing mighty wind and filled the house where they were sitting and appeared unto them cloven tongues like as fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with the other tongues, and the Spirit gave them utterance. Now that's not saying that when we're filled with the Holy Spirit that we're going to come out here speaking in tongues. This is saying that where the church gets its power, where the church gets its authority, is from the Holy Spirit. That on Pentecost, He came and He empowered His church. The Holy Spirit empowers His church. It's We see that it's empowered at Pentecost, and it's in this time at Pentecost that we see, and it defines us to us what the church is. We see that it's a body of baptized believers. And as I read the church covenant, it's those of us who are in agreement that we agree, that we come together in sound doctrine, that we come together in the same doctrine. And in verse number, uh, we'll start in verse 38 of, chap- of Acts chapter 2, where it says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. The apostle Peter is saying, Hey, He's giving a gospel message. He's telling the church, hey, repent. He's saying, repent. And when you get saved, there's the Holy Ghost empowering you. Now we see that the Holy Ghost empowers the church. When you're saved, we know that the Bible or that the that the that the church is a body of believers, but also we see going on forward in verse number 41. Then they that gladly received his word were what? Baptized. They were baptized, and the same day were added unto them 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayer. We see that they're a body of baptized believers, and we see the purpose of the church. Remember, we saw that we don't want to forsake the assembling together of ourselves, because why? Because there's exhortation and there's encouragement there. But also, when we come together as a body of believers... We come together so we can continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. We learn, we grow, we teach. But also, we see in fellowship. We see in fellowship. There's such an importance in fellowship. Coming together and just having time with each other. Getting to know each other. There's a great sense of community within a, within a local church. And we get to know each other. We get to pray for each other. We get to be together. We see that there's a uh, the the, um, fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers. They also keep the ordinances. We know that the church, the local church, is who baptizes. We know the local church is who does communion and 
keeps to the Lord's table and in prayers. It's important to pray for one another. I talked to somebody this morning, and they said, you know, I can feel the power of prayer already. It was before I even got to church. wasn't even a member of this church. And she said, you know, I can feel the power of prayer from this body of believers. There's a power in prayer. And finally, point number three this evening, like I said, real quick, we encourage each other. The believers encourage the church. We know that, like I said, exhortation. I'll tell you right now that in my life, I've never felt more encouraged until I was part of a local church. Why? Because we come together in a common interest. We come together for a common goal. We want to see each other succeed. Sometimes that takes a little bit of tough love here or there. That's okay. That's okay. Every once in a while, there might be a fight, an argument. Brothers fight. I don't have a brother, but I've been told that they fight. It happens. But as a church, we come together in encouragement. We grow together. We teach each other. We saw uh, this morning the Apostle Paul giving Timothy an importance of teaching. That we know that the Word of God and what it's there for. Like I said, the books of the Timothy, yeah, they're pastoral epistles, but they tell us a lot of how our church is run. About how who our pastor is and who our uh, our deacons are and who our laborers are. And I can give you a hint. We're all laborers. We're all laborers. We learn that from Scripture. We learn that by growing each other. And finally, I have in here keeping the ordinances. If we are going to be unified as a body of baptized believers, if we're going to be unified as Bailey Road Baptist Church, we have to remember what the purpose of the local church is. Now, this was a real quick. You can spend months and months and months studying out the local church. There's so many people out there that don't look at the importance of the local church. But I see in, clearly in Scripture, there's an importance to being together as a body of believers. There's an encouragement there. There's a love there. I think if you saw that in Hebrews chapter 10, it says loving one another. We know that there's gifts. That each of us has a gift. Each of us has a part in the body. I had that in there, but apparently I read right past it. We all have a part. We all have a role to play. The Holy Spirit has empowered us to have that role. And part of that is to encourage and to grow each other. If we're going to reach this lost and dying world, and if I could borrow from the morning kind of theme here, if we're going to move forward, we have to remember who we are. Yeah, we're Bailey Road Baptist Church. If you break it down and you go backwards, it gets more. If you go, as you go through the name of Bailey Road Baptist Church, it gets more and more important as you go along. Bailey Road, it tells us where we're at. Baptist, it tells us what we believe. And that church there tells us who we belong to. It tells us who we belong to. If we're going to glorify God, if we're going to honor Him in all that we do, we must, we must, we must be unified in the fact that we are the local church. And that's all I got this evening, so let's go ahead and pray. I told you it wasn't going to be very long. So let's go ahead and bow for prayer, and we will get out of here uh, so you can get home.